Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, uh, joined today by Jerry Hamilton. Uh, we are going to talk some recruiting stuff. Jerry's on the road again. Jerry, where are you? <laughs> I, Bobby, I had a great plan today. I'm speaking at the uh, Texas X's uh, uh, luncheon in Galveston. And so I'm sitting at the home of Casey Hampton, ball high. And I had this elaborate plan. We were going to tape this. And I was going to have ball high, Casey in the backdrop. And then it decided to literally drop buckets of rain right when I got down here. Maybe I should have checked the weather. But even if I had, I'm not sure I'd believe the weather, man, because like me, they're right 50% of the time. Uh, the Texas Gulf Coast, especially Galveston, is known for intermittent showers, especially late summertime like this. Hey, Jerry, um, you were in uh, Aldine yesterday uh, to see Ryan Niblett. Uh, the wide receiver commit uh, out of Aldi Nike. Uh, tell us what you thought of Ryan Niblett, the young man, really committed early to Texas in, a, in somewhat of a surprise, which has been a theme, uh, especially early in the recruiting cycle for Texas this year. Yeah, my first thought on Ryan Niblett, and for all the Texas fans that haven't seen him, he is stronger and bigger than you think. Now, that may only be 175-ish pounds. He may be 170 by the time the season starts because this guy's literally punting, putt return, kickoff return, wide receiver, motion him to the backfield, and he'll play some uh, spot DB. So he's playing until he gets calf cramps on Friday nights, okay? that's It's Quandre Diggs. He's playing until he can't play anymore type of scenario. But he is a stronger kid than you think. He's also got the frame at maybe 5'11 and a half, 5'11 and 7 eighths. He's going to carry 180, 185 pounds really, really well. So while he looked explosive fast, um, just like he did as a junior, he looks faster now. You're talking about a guy that's ran 10'6, 10 5 at times in the 100 meters and also could triple jump in that 48 range. I mean, he's an elite, elite athlete. Uh, but he is going to be bigger and stronger than people think. And, you know, in talking to uh, the staff at Eisenhower, they said they played him six plays in the scrimmage. They were not going to mess with some weird injury in a scrimmage, and they just said he looked more explosive, more confident, and more reactive than last year. And they just said he's playing at a different speed than everybody else. They opened their season Saturday night at Katy Legacy Stadium against Morton Ranch, and – uh, I think he's going to have some big plays in that game. I mean, and here's the other th big takeaway with Ryan, and then I'm sure we'll get to his recruitment. Um, but the, my other big takeaway with him was how much they put on his plate, how much he can handle, because that's one of the things we talk about. Like when we're at the Tuesday open practice, Bobby, and they're moving Brennan Thompson outside slot, moving guys around, you have to be able to take in a lot of information uh, to play in Sark's system at wide receiver. And Ryan Niblett was a sophomore quarterback as and defensive back. Last year he didn't play quarterback, but he just moved the receiver, a lot of stuff in motion. This year he's playing the slot. He's playing outside. Like I said, they're motioning him to the backfield, and he can handle all of it. And that's what the coaching staff said. That's what the offensive coordinator who I've known a long time said is, look, I put it on his plate because he can handle it. He can remember the signals. He can remember everything, and it doesn't slow him down on the field. So I think that speaks a lot to – Ryan Nibble at the next level, having the intelligence to handle a lot of things that are thrown at him within a scheme. You mentioned uh, those five or six plays that uh, his coaches let him play. That reminds me of, of, of B. John Robinson. <laughs> Apparently, he is uh, going in bubble wrap uh, at times in, in preseason camp for the Longhorns. So that makes a lot of sense. I, I did have something I saw yesterday that you tweeted out, Jerry, that 
I, I got to say it made me laugh. Um, here's Ryan Niblett doing a one-legged backflip. Now watch the guy behind him. <laughs> hey, that, that's that's top hundred prospect in the country and varsity backup. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Ryan Niblett is it, it, this guy was just Ryan was just flipping, and I missed the best video of all. He's standing back there waiting for a punt return. Okay, and they're going through protections and stuff, getting ready for game week. And he's literally bored him in the uh, sophomore safety on the right, which you can see there, who's a hammer at 170 pounds. I mean, he will knock you out. Um, a 2025 kid with offers. But Niblet did just standing a backflip, and then he did another backflip. And I and I looked at him, I said, can you do that again? And he was like, I'm tired, man. I was like, well, you've been doing it for 20 minutes. So he did a run, more of a running backflip. But he did two backflips in a row just standing there. And one, that hurt my Achilles, first of all. I already have a bad ankle. And and two, I just looked at him and said, we probably have you unrated on that alone. See, he was just doing two standing backflips before that, just like standing like he'd be waiting on a punt return, just but boop, boop. And I said, well, we, I told Ryan, I said, we probably have you underrated uh, to start. So now let's get to football, okay? I, I think it's interesting. Hey, uh, question about him. Uh one, not a mid-year enrollee, you said, because of track. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's waiting on, he's going to wait. He has some track goals. You know, he's a, he's a, another thing I like about Ryan is, you know, Bobby, this is not the old Aldine Eisenhower. It has a ton of players and is going three or four games deep in the playoffs. So everybody's trying to recruit him away from Eisenhower, right? You name the school, it's happened. But he stayed there. He stayed true to his offensive coordinator, Kevin Goodwin, who's one of the good guys in our business on the coaching side. He's remained true to his teammates, and that's kind of what he's doing sticking around for his senior year. I, I, They have goals in track. He has personal goals in track. Uh, look, he certainly could be an early enrollee if he had planned that out, but he's shown um, a lot of loyalty to Eisenhower, to his teammates, to his coaching staff, and that's going to continue on with track season. I think it's a good quality. Gotcha. Um, you know, we, we talk about uh, guys uh, around uh, the state. You're going, you're obviously always on the road trying to uh, really find players and, and talk to players and see what's going on. Um, what are you hearing about the Texas? And this is, as we go forward, uh, really, it's been soft on recruiting news, hard recruiting news in the last week or so, and will be probably a little bit prior to these games that happen this weekend, and then we'll start hearing some how guys perform. Um, but really the first big recruiting weekend coming up for Texas is going to be Texas versus Bama. What are you hearing on that front? Um, are, you know, is Texas just going to have a lot of kids in? They're going to try to limit it. What, what are you hearing in that regard? I think the toughest thing for the Texas staff headed into this game is really making decision, deciphering, whatever you want to say, which top prospects just want to come to attend the game and which top prospects are serious about the University of Texas. 
And I think that is a tough thing when an Alabama comes to town or you have one of those big games is that every kid wants to be there. They want to let it be known they're there. They want to tweet it out. They want to IG it live. Um, for instance, I'm not going to say the name because I, there's a prospect uh, in the Houston area committed to another school that uh, per a source at the school kind of reached out to Texas and wants to attend the game. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, it, it, I just, I, so I think there's some instances where you just don't hand out the tickets to a kid, even if you recruited him prior and he committed somewhere else, if there's not like genuine interest, um, because look, the Texas staff wants to have the right guys at the game. And that's going to be a lot of 24s, probably a lot of the top 25s. Right. And then you have the official visitors, Deuce Robinson, Cecilia Kana, Jalen Hale, possibly a Jordan Hall. We'll get to that in a second. Possibly a Damon Wilson. So there's some other guys there that could be coming in that weekend. And you're going to have a lot of your commits there as well. So your coaches are going to be spread thin, even though it's an 11 a.m. game. And the great thing about 11 a.m. game is you get the rest of the day with the kids, with the prospects after the game. Um, but you're still going to be spread thin. So you don't want a lot of kids that don't have genuine interest rolling around, maybe recruiting for the school they're at, not showing genuine interest in Texas. So I think that Texas staff's deciphering some of that with some kids, um, you know, and and we'll we'll see exactly who shows up. I think one kid that has genuine interest that I, I think will be there is probably David Hicks. Uh, obviously, he's a lean to Oklahoma and A&M. Uh, those two are ahead of everybody else, I should say, which is a Texas and Alabama, Miami, Oregon. Uh, but look, if David Hicks wants to come to the game, Texas is going to recruit him through the whistle and he'll be there. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Got it. Um, you mentioned the two kids from Florida. Jalen Hale also expected to be there as well. Um, Jay, uh, Justin Noels has been all over that recruitment for Inside Texas uh, and uh, whatnot. Hey, tell us about the two guys from Florida because you brought their names up. Uh, not only has Texas gotten commitments from Cedric Baxter, the nation's number one running back from Orlando and Peyton Kirkland, the big offensive tackle out there in Orlando, but they're also recruiting a young man named Jordan Hall out of uh, uh, Jacksonville and then Damon Wilson out of Venice, Florida. Tell us a little bit about those two and what you've heard the latest is on them. Yeah, I talked to Jordan Hall briefly uh, on Tuesday. What's today? Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday. And uh, he said he's been in communication more with Texas. They are still talking about getting him in September 10th. So that remains a possibility. I think you'll hear something, you know, this weekend, maybe early next week, if that visit's actually going to happen on that date. Because the whole key is you don't just want the kid on campus. You want the family on campus. You get one shot at this. So you want the whole the timing and the date to be right for everybody. And it is 11 a.m. kickoff, the Bama game. So that's a tougher one to get kids in on official visits that are flying from out of state. So that's something to consider. Would you rather have those kids there on a night game so there's no tr – so there's no flight delays and the kids miss the game. I mean, you don't want to miss this opportunity. Same thing with Damon Wilson. Venice has an off week, uh, the night, that weekend of September. Damon Wilson's talked to, to Shard Choice last week. 
they're continuing to discuss the possibility of the visit. But I think everything really has to line up, especially when you're traveling east, Eastern time to Central time. You know, everything's got to kind of line up to where those flights are on time. The worst thing that can happen is Texas kicks off at 11, flights got delayed, kids are at the airport with their families at noon, and nobody's there to get them. I can't think of uh, – official visits rarely go bad. That's when it would go bad. Yeah, and I, I think it's fortuitous that Wilson has that weekend off, right? Yeah. Um, and, because in that regard, uh, he get can come him in on Friday. Friday. Yeah. And yeah. Jordan Hall has a game Friday night, so – would that fit for him and the parents to get on a flight at 5 a.m. on a Saturday after a game? Would the high school coach be okay with him missing the Saturday morning activities, especially if he has treatment? Jordan Hall has a little bit of an ankle issue. He may not even play Friday in their opener. They're going to decide that, I think, today. So I don't know. So that's kind of all the things that the coaching staffs have to deal with with these official visits with early start games. Um, Jerry, uh you're talking about games, and I think this is a good time to, to bring this up. You and I talk about it around every time, every year, this time of year. Um, and that is um, senior evaluations really begin in earnest, right? Um, first games yeah. this weekend, week zero, whatever you want to call it in the state of Texas. Uh, games, high school games start. Um, there are guys out there that we, I mean, that the Texas football staff is monitoring but don't know yet whether how much they've improved or if they haven't improved at all, right? There's two different ways that can go or if they've improved slightly, but not enough. Um, take us down that path really of what you're like. I know you talked, you went by and saw a guy at Clear Springs, I think earlier this week that may fit into that category. You're just waiting to see how he plays on Friday nights, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And look, I mean, think about two freshmen that are already being talked about. Ethan Burke, who's getting reps with the ones, and Savion Red, who is the backup slot receiver right now, uh, and will get a lot of playing time, uh, presumably. Those were senior year evaluations by Texas. Those were late evaluations. Those were not early offers. We're talking late, late December now, right before signing day. Um, so that's this staff is that's recruiting. That's the evaluation part. So the first weekend the coaches can get out on the road is next week. When September, the clock rolls to September, Texas assistants can get out and evaluate in person on Friday nights. But before that, all the huddle videos, all these senior year kids, these 2023 kids, and the 2024 evaluations, by the way, you have big recruiting staffs now at, at, at these universities. All these kids are being watched. They're being evaluated. I saw a kid at Clear Springs, and I'm not going to say his name, Bobby, because I would butcher it, but there's a kid, the D-lineman at Clear Springs, who's 6'3", 250. He's got probably an 81-inch wingspan, big, strong hands. He played three games as a junior because he hurt his back, and he was at Clear Falls. He's since family moved. He's at Clear Springs. So, one, he was hurt last year. Two, he's moved schools. And you know what? I, I, I'd heard of the kid, but I went and saw him in practice uh, Tuesday and Monday, I should say, at Clear Springs. And this is, he wasn't the reason I went to the practice, by the way. At Blake Ivy, a 2024 offensive lineman, is a kid Texas offered and has interest in. So I went to see him, and Springs always has some talent. But this D lineman caught my attention. I was like, okay, there's not a lot of guys that look like that, right? And so I go over and I start talking to him once I, I looked. I literally looked on the huddle page to find his name. I said, well, that kid wasn't even here last year. So I went and talked to him. He said, yeah, I got an Ole Miss visit September 24th. And Missouri's offered and TCU's offered. And 
Uh, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's the state. That's the great thing about the state of Texas or state of Florida. There's so many kids playing football in these states that I don't care how how many if there's 22 kids committed to Texas right now, there's going to be seven, eight, nine kids as seniors that Texas will look at and say, these guys are good enough to play here. The question is, do you go on a couple of them at the end of the day? Are they fits? But for the Texas fans out there that are just keeping track of the Deuce Robinsons, Jordan Halls, Damon Wilsons, JV and Tovianos, there's going to be names pop up, and they're going to be pretty damn good players. Yeah, interesting. I, I was thinking about this. You, you're talking about those guys. Not only Ethan Burke and Savion Red fit that bill, but really they made a decision late on Malik Ogbo. Yeah. And, and he seems to be a keeper too. And so yeah. that, that, that last year's recruiting class looks a lot better with Ogbo, Burke, and red in it than without. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's no question. Late recruiting is a key component because I think you also get a, um, a better gauge of a player's trajectory over time. Um, And so I, I, I want to end this today with one more thing on Ryan Niblett, who we started off with today. Okay. Um, I feel like he is behind others from a, um, skill standpoint at receiver because he hasn't played it full time, right? He hasn't been out there running routes every day for four years, right? Like some of the, Jonte Cook is a tremendous route runner. Right. right? You get my point? Yes. Um, Jalen Hale has been a, been a receiver from get-go. Jonah Wilson. So Ryan Niblett is that guy that, that switches to the outside or, or switches to to receiver out of, out of because that's where he's going to end up playing, right? Um, yes. Long-term. How much of makeup time does he have to make an impact at a place like Texas or anywhere really that wants to use him as a receiver uh, once he makes that, I, that, I, that move? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great point. And here's the te- state of Texas is divided at wide receiver. And this is why I say that margin hooks is in Dallas and does an amazing job training wide receivers, a legitimately amazing job. Just look at the guys, the Marvin Mims, all the guys that have worked with him, and gone on to college, and they're impact freshmen. So if the wide receivers in Dallas, the Jonte Cooks, the the uh, Evan Stewart's of the world, Jalen Hale has worked with a margin because he's in Longview. Those guys are coming out of high school a little more, like to your point, a little more advanced in their route running and the nuances of the position. They're ready-made college players. Uh, if a receiver's in the Houston area, look, high school coaches only have so much time, right? Ryan Niblett's in track. He does it all on the field, like you said. There's not the margin hooks level guy down here that will take a kid under his wing and get him ready. So that, that's what first part is the state's divided in the two parts as far as receivers go. The Dallas area and East Texas kids along 20 have a huge advantage if they go over to the Plano area and work with margin hooks in the offseason. Just a fact. Um, but to your point, yeah, Ryan Niblett, the one thing I've noticed with him is he does a good job naturally of getting his hands up, arms extended out of a break. And I don't know if he's just watched football and can take it to the field or not, or if it's just a natural thing, because he's a pretty explosive, reactive kid, as that video showed. But you're right, as a route runner, look, I mean, they do a good job. Coach Goodwin does a good job, the OC at Eisenhower. But again, it's only so much time, and there's a lot of kids, and uh, at Eisenhower, and you're trying to teach a lot of different things to a lot of kids. So I think it would help Ryan if he was an early enrollee. That's where being the great teammate and, and loyal to his school, if there's one negative with that, he's not being a little selfish for himself. 
So if he was coming in as an early enrollee, I think he'd be ready to go uh, game one because I think he's a little different mover with his feet, that speed, that combination with that size than what Texas has right now. Um, but again, he'll have to get it done quicker. Uh, he'll have to come in uh, in June. But here's, a, again, the difference is these college coaches can put their hands on these guys, so to speak, a little more than they could a few years ago, right, in a decade yeah, ago. Yeah, and the summertime so, is actually valuable. Yeah, so Brennan Marion has a chance to get these guys ready sooner, quicker, whatever you want to call it, than coaches could five, ten years ago because of the NCAA rule changes. Yeah, I love Niblets, and we talked about it. I love his explosiveness. Um, he uh, is – Look, he's a receiver, Bobby, but he could be a hellacious corner too if he wanted to be. But he wants to play receiver. Yeah, I think his his acceleration is is a uh, next level, and and I think that that's one of the things that Sark loves loves out of his receivers because it gives them separation, right? All right, well, Jerry, thank you for joining us again, uh, guys. Check out InsideTexas.com. We're having a flash sale right now, uh, four months for just one dollar. It'll get you through the entire football season to give us a try. Uh, this is for first-time subscribers only. Uh, we really think it, it's a great product, and if you try us out, you'll want to keep it. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this episode of On Texas Football.